0: the first base position for the pittsburgh pirates in 2023 got a complete makeover with some free agent signings and carlos santana and a trade for g man but what do the pirates do after the fact well we'll get into carlos santana and g man and what they can do for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2023 and who might sneak their way into the first base conversation of the future for the Pittsburgh Pirates. My name is Ethan Smith, host of the Locked On Pirates podcast. Hit the QR code right there to follow us on Twitter. I'll leave that up for just a moment so you guys can get that. But thank you guys so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast where it is your Pittsburgh Pirates, your team every day here a part of the Locked On podcast network. And let's get rolling. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. I am Ethan Smith, of course, the host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, where I make rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates fun. And I'm going to give you reasons why. Thank you so much, of course, for tuning in, as you always do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You may be on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or YouTube. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan and at locked on Pirates. And as the 2023 season preview series continues, we now have talked about the starting pitching. We've talked about relief pitching. We've talked about the catcher position. Now we move to arguably what was the worst position the Pirates had last season first base. Now, obviously, Ben Charrington and the general managing group put a pretty hefty onus on figuring out this position and it started right at the beginning of the off season. As we all remember the pirates making one of the first moves of the off season in major league baseball, trading for G man Choi of the Tampa Bay Rays, left-handed power hitting first baseman, reliable defending guy, We'll see what we get from him. Of course, later on in the offseason, they make a surprise signing to some people, picking up veteran first baseman Carlos Santana, switch hitting power bat at the first base position and the DH position last year for the Seattle Mariners. So those two guys will likely be manning a platoon of the first base position for right now. And I say that because as of right now, the Pirates don't really have a backup plan at the first base spot. You have guys like Miguel Andujar, who was uh, DFA'd in the Andrew McCutcheon signing. Uh, Still here, though. Nobody acquired his services after the fact. And you have other guys like Malcolm Nunez, Mason Martin, maybe even a Connor Scott or a... um, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys. We'll get into that later. But I want to pull this up here. This is the likely starting rotation of the Pittsburgh Pirates that we're going to be seeing. I'll even move this out of the way so you guys can see the bottom. And we're going to be using this as a reference a lot for the remainder of this 2023 preview series, where you're going to start seeing the guys that are going to be starting the season more than likely on opening day to begin the year. But then we'll get a little bit more into the guys that can make their way into it. Um, throughout the season which there will be plenty and as you can see here as we're talking about first base this is from Fangrass and their projected go-to lineup has G-Man Choi playing first base and Carlos Santana DHing. Um, the first thing you guys might see if you're on YouTube here and looking at this is the fact that G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana are both over the age of 30 Santana of course closing in on 37 years of age Choi closing in on 32 years of age so obviously these guys are not the future at this position, and nobody should expect them to be. I mean, they're they're very, very good um, placeholders for what will eventually be the future at the position, and maybe G. Manchoy at his younger age, where Carlos Santana, if he has a good year, will stick around, but they're definitely going to be platooning that spot all year, and the reason I say that is because they're both very talented in their own way. Of course, Carlos Santana, I agree with fan graphs here. He'll more than likely be the designated hitter for the Pittsburgh Pirates most of the time, uh, they have Andrew McCutcheon in the left. But I think he could potentially DH as well with the amount of outfielders that the Pirates have at their disposal, like Ryan Vlade, uh Connor Scott, who could eventually come up, Matt Frazier, who could eventually come up, Jack Sawinski, of course, g Wan Bay. We'll get more into that once we move to the outfield uh, 2023 season preview series episode, which will be out next week. Um, but Santana, I don't see him playing much first base. Uh, I do think he will more than likely be the designated hitter for most of the time, just because compared to G-Man Choi, his defensive ability is just not that great. And of course, it'll come down to the handedness of the pitcher that they're facing that day. I do think the Pirates have some flexibility at this position now with G-Man Choi, of course, being a lefty and Carlos Santana being that switch hitter. So. I definitely think you'll get a heavy dose of G-Man Choi at first base this season when they face righties, which will be more than likely most of the time because we know left-handed pitchers are not as prominent as right-handed pitchers. But G-Man Choi, better defensive guy. He's going to more than more than enough help guys like O'Neal Cruz and Rodolfo Castro with the shortstop and second base position. Not really any need to help key Brian Hayes. He's already a top five defensive player in all of baseball, in my opinion, in terms of the third base position Um, should already have won a gold glove award, but G man is definitely going to be a defensive anchor at that position. And that's something they brought in for uh, brought in, Uh, With G-Man Choi, they wanted to get that defensive anchor at first base, something they didn't have last year. We remember last year they started the season with Yoshi Tsutsugo after re-signing him. He had a good end of the 2021 season. A lot of people were very happy about the Pirates bringing him back on a one-year $4 million deal, and then it just clearly never worked out. We also had Josh Van Meter. Um, he might as well be Voldemort in the city of Pittsburgh at this point. He, shall, he who shall not be named. Uh, Josh Van Meter and Yoshi sutsugo were your guys at first base for quite a while. Then they make the move to Michael Chavis, who was a fan favorite, but never really had the production that you really wanted out of that position to warrant keeping him around. And then near the end of the year, you, of course, got a dose of Miguel Duhar and others uh, just basically filling in the gaps where they couldn't fill in gaps around the diamond. So that's the biggest thing that G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana really bring you here is they bring you consistency at this position, albeit they're not superstar players. They're not going to do anything that is going to warrant being an all-star or warrant being a top first baseman in baseball. But now at least the Pirates have given themselves some flexibility at the position, much like they did catcher. I talked about this on the catcher episode on uh, Wednesday they they gave themselves the option now to have somebody that's at least going to be consistent in those in areas of need. They needed a guy who was very good defensively at first base. They go get it with G-Man Choi. They needed some much needed power from that first base position. They go get it with Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi, of course, very much better against righties. Carlos Santana, very much better against lefties. So obviously that'll be a nice little balancing act for the two to have. And the expectations for both of these guys should not be super high. I mean, it really depends on how the Pirates are performing around the trade deadline on if these guys are going to be gone and also what they have at their disposal after G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana. But we'll talk a little bit more about G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana and what they can do for the Pittsburgh Pirates at first base in the first half of the year and what they can bring and offer. And then we'll also talk about some other guys that could eventually fit themselves into the mold here. But I do want to let you guys know that today's episode, of course, is brought to you by the best sports book in America, FanDuel. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And FanDuel lets you bet on everything, from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Of course, I keep telling you guys every time I talk about FanDuel, go hit the over for the Pittsburgh Pirates win total. It's at sixty eight and a half. I think they're going to blow right through that. And as far as the Super Bowl goes this Sunday, I'm siding with the uh, Pennsylvania brothers, the Philadelphia Eagles. So I would hit the money line with them. And you can also do some same game parlay stuff to make yourself some more money. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. So, again, thank you guys for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast, where it is your Pittsburgh Pirates, your team, every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are going to five days a week next week, so be on the lookout for that. We are back to a full schedule with pitchers and catchers reporting. So that is very, very exciting stuff. Now, as far as we go back with this, Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi. Um, personally, personally, with this lineup setup, I would switch... Carlos Santana and G Manchoy, just because I feel like Carlos Santana offers more as a cleanup hitter. I do think he offers more power than G Manchoy. I think he has a better hit tool than G Manchoy. Obviously, I'm talking about hit tools for a guy that we already know a lot about, but I do just think Carlos Santana of the two is much better, and I think that their salary totals speak to that. And Before we continue on this, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about G-Man Choi and what has been going on with uh, all that stuff with the World Baseball Classic. I wouldn't look into it that much. I mean, he has had some issues since he got here. Of course, he was the first of the two signed between Carlos Santana and uh, G-Man Choi. But Choi comes in it looks like for the most part for the while that he was going to be the first baseman for the Pittsburgh pirates every single day. Like that was going to be what was the inclination they go out and spend 6.5 million on Carlos Santana. Now all of a sudden he's platooning at first base. Then he has the surgery, uh, I believe in November or December, he had it sometime in the winter. So he was prepared to play in the world baseball classic, but the Pittsburgh pirates use their medical exemption because Personally, to me, they obviously, one, have the right to do so. He is their player. They can do whatever they decide they want to do, which means here not wanting him to play in the World Baseball Classic after having surgery no less than three months ago, and they can argue on this arbitration number, which is something that's still ongoing with G-Man Choi and the Pittsburgh Pirates are trying to figure out a salary figure for him in uh, 2023 in an arbitration hearing that I believe should be coming up pretty soon. So we'll kind of figure out what the salary is for G-Man Choi this year. And if they already have, let me know in the comments if they we've already heard the arbitration hearing for Choi. But there's definitely been some discourse. I mean, there's been some clashing between the two parties ever since he got here. But again, I still wouldn't look into it too much. We haven't even seen him go on the field yet and the whole world baseball classic thing i side with the pirates here but there's no bad guy or good guy really here it's just the pittsburgh pirates trying to be cautious with his health of course you saw last year with roberto perez and all the stuff that went on at the catcher position and then of course the first base position being a complete mess i think the last thing the pirates really want to deal with is a guy that they went out and traded for in g man Choi getting injured in the world baseball classic or re-aggravating the injury that he had surgery on. I think they would rather just have him in Bradenton, have him at Pirate City, monitor his situation, monitor his at-bats, monitor his uh plate appearances, monitor everything, his innings played. That way he can go into March 30th against the Cincinnati Reds on opening day, be in the starting lineup as the first baseman, which is what I would fully expect to happen. And make sure he's healthy. And I do think that's another component that you get into here is with him having surgery. It, he's probably going to be a hundred percent healthy by the time the season starts. But if the pirates do have an injury between Santana and G man Choi, they've now set themselves up for some flexibility because then you can stick one of the two back at first base. You can have another guy slide into the DH spot, like a Miguel and or Connor Joe or Ryan Velade or whoever they decide to put on the bench or whatever they want to do. Uh, You could even put Andrew McCutcheon at that DH spot if you really want to, but they've given themselves something you guys have heard me talk about a lot and that I just mentioned that 2023 you're going to see a lot of, and that is flexibility. 2021 and 2022, even 2020 if we want to count it, the Pirates had their starters with no depth. There was no prospects. There was no depth. Last year, you can make the argument about the prospects because we got to see a lot of guys, but. Injuries and other things going on really did hinder them from ever really getting going or winning baseball games. This year, you look at the starting pitching rotation, and you guys go back and watch that episode, they have plenty to work with at, uh, as far as pitching goes. As far as relief pitching goes, too, they have guys that they can bring up if injuries happen or if somebody's underperforming. They have guys at the catcher position that can eventually come up in Eddie Rodriguez and, Henry Davis and even Tyler Heineman to back up Austin Hedges and make sure hey, if Austin Hedges goes down with an injury, now we have guys at our disposal that we can come or use to come up and they can be trusted. You move to first base, and G Man Choi and Carlos Santana, if they stay healthy and play well, that's the, the win win here is that they stay healthy and play well, which is. Very possible. I mean, G. Manchel and Carlos Santana have injury histories, of course, because they've been in the league for so long, but they're not notoriously known for being on the injured list all the time. So if they both stay healthy, platoon that first baseman spot, and at least play consistently well on a, I would say, average basis or even a sub-average basis, I think Pirates fans will be very happy about that, and I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be. Um, but then you look as you move forward and you look at what you want from these guys for the first half of the year, you want some power out of that position. Of course, notoriously across baseball, and I'm sure you guys know this first base is that place where you see that six foot four, 200 plus pound guy that's going to smack him over the Kalani wall, smack him into the Allegheny river, or you see that powerful right hander that's going to take it to left field, 425 feet every single time he connects with the ball. Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi are going to bring that power element. Are they going to have very good batting averages? No, they are not. I would say in the 220s or the 240s for both of them is probably where you're going to see them creep in. Maybe if they get lucky, 250. Most people will look at that and immediately panic. Me, on the other hand, if they're both in the double-digit totals of home runs, which is very plausible if they are splitting time between being a first baseman and a DH and they're playing every single day splitting that time or platooning however they want to do it man if they're in over 10 home runs a piece I call that a win especially if they're hitting in the 220 to 230 range because as you saw earlier when I pulled this up Cruz is going to get on base he's very talented the sky's the limit for the kid Brian Reynolds best player on the team he's going to probably get on base more likely than not at least of the time or 28% of the time. So that means once you have Key Brian Hayes, who I no doubt have no idea why Fangrass has him uh, batting third, I could definitely see Reynolds batting third and then Hayes batting second or Hayes leading off and Cruz being behind him. We'll talk about that another time. But once you get to this point, then you have G-Man Choi who has the power tool. If one of those guys is in scoring position and he hits something deep, You're already talking about a run being scored, either sack fly-wise or something in the gap that's very deep or at least advancing the runner. Then you get to Andrew McCutcheon, who, again, not the same player he used to be, but is still a very good outfielder and a very good baseball player. If he then gets on base, you're talking about another run being scored. Then you're bringing Carlos Santana into the fold here at six and it's like, whoa, now the Pirates are in business because Carlos Santana hits something deep to uh, the outfield. You're talking about another run being scored, and that's not even guaranteeing hits. That's just guaranteeing making good contact with the baseball and hitting it really far and with a good power tool. Obviously... I've mentioned it already. Santana and Choi are going to be those kind of players for you. They're going to be guys that are going to hit home runs. They're not going to have the great batting average. They're not going to have the great OPS numbers. Or maybe might not even have the great war numbers. But G-Man Choi... He's going to give you that defensive ability that you're looking for at the first base position. More likely than not, he's better than Santana at that, uh, at that part of the position. But then you look at Carlos Santana. You guys know my infatuation for switch hitters. The Pirates get another switch hitter in the lineup with Carlos Santana, which gives them more flexibility at that spot. And then you're cooking because once you figure out what you're doing here, and if one of them is underperforming, then you start talking about some prospects that have an opportunity to make noise at the first base position without having to take the entire load of running the position by themselves, which is how we're going to end today's show. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, as you always do, and let you know about one of my favorite sponsors here on the Locked On Pirates podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and uh, the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try built bars. With built healthy is actually tasty. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Bilt.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro dust. You can thank me later. Of course, don't forget, you can still go to Built.com. use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off of your first order for the best protein bars on the planet as we wrap up this 2023 season preview series, first basement episode tomorrow or Sunday, sorry, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. We will have an episode out on Sunday. It will be on Rodolfo Castro and the plethora of middle infielders that have a chance to make some noise for the Pirates in 2023 in the upper levels of the system. And we'll even dive a little bit into the lower parts of the system. The next day, on Monday, we're going to be talking about key Brian Hayes and what he can offer to the Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of where His offensive ability will catch up to his defensive ability at some point. Then we're going to be moving on to the outfield with Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, and then Jack Sawinski and all of those guys, which will then be culminated into my season preview predictions and what I feel like the Pirates can do in 2023. And then after that, we'll, of course, be covering the spring training games and everything to follow until opening day. So the Pirates have Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi. I just talked about both of them for 20 minutes. What do you do after? Well, the popular choice, as shown here, would be Malcolm Nunez. Malcolm Nunez, of course, was picked up in the Jose Quintana trade last year, which brought in also Johan Oviedo, who I also think can have an impact on the team this year. Malcolm Nunez was traditionally known as a third baseman, has a very good glove to play third base, but... As you may know, Pirates have their third baseman of the future for some time with Key Brian Hayes. He's been here for a couple years now. He's going to be here for a lot longer. I believe he has seven more years left after signing that eight-year, $70 million extension right at the beginning of last season. So you have third base figured out. First base, on the other hand, there's a lot to think about as far as what happens after Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi depart. This is what the minor league system looks like in terms of the first base position per fan graphs, Malcolm Nunez, right at the top, alongside Mason Martin, Aaron Shackleford, Jacob Gonzalez, Will Matheson, Emmy Ordonez, Brendan Dixon, and Yuri Espanol. Sorry, (laughs) I'm butchering names today. You, You look at where this really gets interesting for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it gets interesting purely because of Malcolm Nunez, because Malcolm Nunez has what I've talked about a lot with G-Man at Santana, he has very good power. Um, And we'll pull this up for you guys to look at as well with Malcolm Nunez from MLB, uh, dot com. Very good 2022 from him, 416 at-bats, 23 home runs, 88 RBIs, a 262, 367, 833 slash line. The kid can hit. He could hit very well. Uh, J.D. Haffron over at um, Locked On Cardinals, if we remember, had very good things to say about Malcolm Nunez and why he was going to be a very good player for this Pittsburgh Pirates team moving forward. More importantly, Malcolm Nunez is a right-handed hitter. That is something the Pirates haven't had, just a pure righty, to hit at first base in quite some time. You also look at his career, though, and with that power tool that Malcolm Nunez possesses, not only does he possess that, but he also possesses a 280, 368, 834 slash line on his career in the minor league level with 1,120 at-bats. So he already has over 1,100 at-bats in the minor league system at 21 years old. Twenty-one kid has experience already over 300 hits at the minor league level. He scored 181 runs over 200 RBIs, closing in on 50 home runs at the minor league level. Malcolm Nunez is the real deal. And if I was to bet on this, I would assume that Malcolm Nunez would be the guy to secede G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana at first base purely because I think the kid is very talented. He can hit the baseball defensively, he looks good at third base. So obviously I think that can translate over to the first base position. And if it can translate to the first base position and he can bring this kind of bat with this kind of power, along with at least average defense over at first base, the Pirates are cooking. And this trade with for Jose, from Jose Quintana, this package will look very, very nice if Malcolm Nunez works out. The only thing I wonder is how long do the Pirates wait on Malcolm Nunez and what do they need to see? Do they wait until around the trade deadline if they move off of G-Man Choi or Carlos Santana to bring in Nunez, or do they bring in Nunez early? Do they let him back in, keep Brian Hayes? Do they let him play behind him? play third base a little bit first, and then if they move off of Choi or Santana, then you move them over to the first base position. That's something that I would like to see. I would like to see him get up here early. I definitely think he'll start the season in Altoona. He'll break in Altoona. He'll start in Indianapolis. He'll then go to Indianapolis. He'll probably do very well with the Indianapolis Indians, and then he'll eventually make his way up to Pittsburgh at some point this year. But I like also remember, he's only 21 years old. We don't need to rush his progression here. He's already a very good baseball player, though, and I would very much like to see him in pittsburgh at some point this year we'll just see how the pirates handle it then once you go back to the screen again uh jacob gonzalez is another eye i would or another guy i would keep an eye on he played in the arizona fall league came over from the san francisco giants um in 2017 um Already closing in on 25, so big difference in age between him and Nunez. Will Matheson wouldn't worry about it too much. Emmy Ordonez wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, Brendan Dixon wouldn't worry about it too much. And uh, Yuri Espinal uh, Espinal wouldn't worry about it too much. So that only brings us to one guy. Now, 2021, my first full season as a Pittsburgh Pirates host here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. All I heard about for months was this guy right here. Mason Martin, former first-round pick in 2017, 17th overall, Or uh, wait, no, 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 17th overall, uh, 17th round pick, sorry, in the 2017 draft. Lots of 17s there, but he was the 508th pick in the 2017 draft. This kid could, if he gets a hold of a baseball, he can hit it very far. Now, Mason Martin will likely be in triple-A. At the beginning of the year, I would expect nothing less powerful left handed bat in the system has had eyes on him for quite some time with the void that the Pirates have had at first base for quite some time, closing it on 23, six foot 220 frame. The kid has the tools to be good. The biggest thing, and I'm sure all of you know this already, what I'm going to say. The biggest thing that Mason Martin has struggled with in his time in the minor league system with the Pittsburgh Pirates is the swing and miss. His strikeout numbers are awful compared to his walks. I'll let you guys look it up because I don't even want to talk about it. But you look over his career, 237 with 104 home runs and 364 RBIs, 25 stolen bases with 12 last season. So he has a little bit of speed to him, too. An 8.07 career OPS. Now, that took a dip last year. He was one of the guys that also uh, got affected by the 2020 truncated season that saw no minor league baseball. But he came into 2022 with some hype around him. You look at the numbers, they don't look that great. 210, 287, 697. But I digress on this. If he platoons with Malcolm Nunez in the future at the first base position, if they don't go out and sign somebody, That's a good platoon spot because you're looking at a guy that hit nearly 20 home runs, 74 RBIs, 210, 287, 697. You would like the OPS and the on-base percentage to definitely go up. You would like the average to go up a little bit. But I don't really worry about the average with Mason Martin because I think it's the least of his problems. He just needs to fix the swing and miss. The kid has unlimited power. Once he gets the ball on there, once he gets the bat to the ball, it's over with. It's going somewhere. But look out for Mason Martin this year, too. I think his time could finally come for maybe at least a small stint near the end of the year uh, for him to come up, depending on how everything works out. But I do think we'll finally see Mason Martin at the Major League level in 2023. G-Man Choi, Carlos Santana, they're going to give you some, uh, some consistency at that first base position. Malcolm Nunez is waiting in the wings, potentially with Mason Martin and others. That could potentially fix that first base position for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. Guys, thank you for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast today. Make sure you go check out all of the Locked On Pittsburgh podcasts Steelers, Penguins, and Locked On Pit with Christopher Carter, Hunter Hodes, and Nick Farbaugh, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast as well ahead of Super Bowl Sunday. Check out Locked On MLB, Locked On MLB Prospects, and all of the podcasts and Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day has to offer here on this awesome network. My name is Ethan Smith. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your Friday, and I will see you on the flip side.